I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's time. It's time. Time to get in the zone. Time to get in the zone. With the 49ers web zone. This is the No Huddle Podcast with Al, Zane, and Brian. What's up, 49ers faithful? We are back with another episode of the 49ers Web Zone No Huddle Podcast on the Odyssey Network. I got Brian Rennick with me. Al is on assignment this week. Busy man does busy things, right? The OG's got OG things that right. he's up to. So it's uh, just Zane. It's the inmates running the asylum today, and <laughs> we got some we got some training camp stuff to talk about. We got some fun uniform stuff to talk to talk about that we want to tease a little bit. But let's just get right into it, Brian. We got some training camp battles. We got some guys on the bubble. We have a really strong. 49ers roster this year and you can argue that it's been the strongest that Kyle Shanahan has ever had in his tenure here you can argue that this is the best roster that the 49ers have had since the Jim Harbaugh days so yeah that means there's very few and far between spots that guys are going to be able to to obtain on this team and that means that you're probably going to have a lot of talented guys getting cut and picked up by other teams which is a good problem to have that means you're a solid roster that means you're a good team so Let's get let's get right into it. Let's let's talk about some position groups. Let's talk about some players on the bubble. Let's talk about some guys we expect big things out of. So, Brian, let's take it away. Yeah. Speaking of speaking of training camp starting, right? Training camp phenomenon. Real quick, training camp phenomenon. Jalen Hurd signing with the Patriots. So uh, that could be interesting. I am definitely gonna to follow that from afar because uh again a legend just an absolute legend in 49ers uh training camp lore but uh but yeah so like you said there are very few spots or at least starting spots uh to be to be battled for with this roster which again just speaks to uh the talent level that they have cultivated here and so a lot of what we're going to talk about are guys that are really i would argue they're not it's not a battle so much as it, as they are battling on the bubble to make this roster. And there's really, uh, I, you know, you and I were talking off air uh, prior to recording, and really those battles are along the offensive line. we got a couple of things to talk about on the defensive line, but I'm not sure there's a ton of bubble guys. And then uh, linebacker and cornerback. And so uh, let's go ahead and start on the offensive side of the ball because really there's only – uh, there's only one position group that that we're really looking at in terms of of a battle, uh, and that is the offensive line. I guess you could argue we don't know how many running backs they're going to carry. Uh, if they mm-hmm. carry four, then you're looking at McCaffrey, Mitchell, 
Jordan Mason and and Ty Davis Price. Uh, I would I would imagine if, if we're talking about a battle, it's between Mason and Ty Davis Price. I don't really think there's a whole lot of whole lot to talk about there. Uh, I think Mason has shown more than TDP yeah. has, but TDP has that third round draft uh, status, if you will. So um, you know, I'm not sure that that they're really ready to give up on him yet. Uh, but really, it's along the offensive line, and you know, it's it's interesting. We haven't gone into a season recently where there wasn't some kind of flux when it came to positions on the line and who was going to fill them. And we've talked in, in previous episodes, but uh, Chris Furster, the offensive line coach has already come out and said the right guard position is Spencer Burford's to lose. And the right tackle position is Colton McKibbitt's position to lose. And so really we, we know the starting five already. Unless, of course, one of them has a, a, an, an absolutely awful camp. And that is Trent Williams, Aaron Banks, Jake Brendel, Spencer Burford, and Colton McKivitz. With, with the biggest question mark arguably being, how is McKivitz going to hold up? We don't know that answer. That'll be interesting to see through the preseason. Where the battle comes in is kind of that depth along the line. And the 49ers have a lot of dudes in uh in camp along the offensive line in fact we were looking at the roster uh again prior to recording and there's currently one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen fourteen fifteen guys in camp along the offensive line and you're looking at a position group that is probably going to carry eight nine at the most so you're looking at five to seven guys that are that are going to to not make uh that 53 man and really what we wanted to look at was uh john feliciano the the guard or interior offensive lineman that they signed this offseason uh to a one-year deal uh Jason Poe, my personal favorite from my personal favorite undrafted free agent from last year. Uh, I'm hoping for big things from him. I still I still want to see him at fullback, but I don't think that's going to happen. Um, Jalen Moore, the swing tackle that they drafted uh, two years ago, and then uh, Nick Zakel, who they drafted last year. Those are really kind of the guys that I think are battling for those last three to four spots. And so, you know, it'll be interesting. I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, open practice on Thursday. I'm excited about that. Uh, I'll report back on that, but you know, when it comes down to it, I mean, Feliciano is an interior offensive lineman only, and that may be something that, that is not in his favor, but at the same time, they guaranteed him $2.25 million. I'm not sure they're with their cap the way that it is. I'm not sure they're ready to eat that on a player. That's not even on the squad. So then it comes down to Poe, Zakel, Moore, and oh, and we forgot Matt Pryor. Matt Pryor is another one. Uh, Matt Pryor is, was a free agent that they signed this offseason. Uh, he is a swing tackle. And so really you're looking at Zakel, who is arguably the most versatile of all those. Uh, I think they're grooming him for possibly being the center of the future, although they did sign Brendel to a three-year extension or a three-year deal. But Zakel can play center interior and tackle and then you've got more prior i think are battling for that swing tackle role and then you've got uh again you've got feliciano who uh, i think will be the backup at both guard spots and center 
what do you what do you think about kind of th that positioning if you will so i think that despite what you said about feliciano i think that he makes the team just because you have to have a backup center you have to have somebody else that, that can snap the ball and i feel yep. like him and zakel are probably the closest to making the team because of and Zakel because of his versatility because he can play anywhere right like his mm -hmm. his college mm -hmm. position was tackled but he they, they want to groom him to play be able to play center as well and when you have attrition along the offensive line which, which happens every single year you have to have guys that can kind of shuffle around and be able to kind of slide into spots where they they aren't necessarily comfortable so I think that those two guys will make it I think that so the team has been really high on Jalen Moore. Jalen Moore has been hurt for, for a good portion of his career. And they keep bringing him back because of his versatility to be able to play both tackle spots. And I think that that's one thing, the, com the, the comfort with the system, the comfort with, with Jalen Moore as a player, like Kyle has his guys, right? And I feel like he's, he's, mm -hmm. a, he's a Kyle. Guy. Good point. Yeah. And, and I think that that bodes well for him. With – Everybody else with Pryor, Pryor's kind of on the outside looking in just because again, like they they kind of brought him in this year and it's kind of like, well, what do they what do they do? And you know, like you're looking at really to me, those first three guys, I feel like will will make it for sure. And anybody yeah. beyond that, we're looking at practice squad because you've got your starters, you got three guys, that's eight guys, and maybe, maybe another guy that they might elevate from the practice squad back and forth. And then you have like your solid, like, like Jason Poe, like developmental practice squad guys that, that you hope to find a, like he's, he's position agnostic right now, right? Like, is he a fullback? Is he a D defensive yeah. lineman, an offensive lineman? Like, what does he, what does he do? Right. So I think that he's, um, you remember back in the day, uh, they had Lawrence Okoye in camp. Yes. Yes, that's and and they didn't really have the a position the guy the what was he a shot he was a shot put champion from Great Britain right yes and he was just like yeah. an athletic freak and they just didn't have a position mm -hmm. for him like Jay, right. I feel like Jason Poe is like that with with a football background right where he's yeah. just an athletic freak and they just they want to keep him around to be able to find a position for him and I and I, I he's one of my favorite guys right on the roster I love, yeah. I'm a big Jason Poe guy right so yeah I mean his his biggest issue is he's only six feet tall. That's, that's exactly. his, that's the biggest knock on him. Um, yeah. And that's why, you know, center and, and guard are, are the only options for him along the offensive line. Uh, but, you know, it, it, I think it's a, it's a tough road to hoe for him uh, because there's really only one other player with his build that has seen any level of success. Granted, it's a significant level of success, excuse me, of success. And that was Shaq Mason. Uh, former Patriot and current uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneer, who is six feet tall, 305 pounds, but has been yeah. a, a stalwart on the interior. So I, I to me, Poe is a wild card, right? In yeah. terms of if, if there's a player that could play his way on to the 53 man in that group, I think it's Jason Poe. I think everybody else is kind of trying to figure out, you know, whether or not, we think that we need to put them on the 53 to keep them, or if we can get them to the practice squad, um, you know, and, and get them through waivers and, and, and get them on the practice squad. And so the thing that, and to me, the interesting thing about Nick Zakel was he played tackle at Fordham, but he, he mm -hmm. called all the, he called all the protections from tack yeah. from the tackle position, which is impressive. Right. Uh, but again, speaks to them trying to 
uh, groom him as as a center. Um, also, team, and, and team captain as well for him. Too. Yes, yeah. So, and and those are dudes that those are dudes that they identify and tend to to do well in this program. So, um, yeah. yeah, I think you know I I think you're right. I think Pryor uh, is on the outside looking in. Um, I think Poe right now is on the outside looking in. And then you're looking at Feliciano as the backup to the three interior spots, uh, more as the swing tackle and Zakel as the do all Jack of all trades, if you will. Um, I think that's probably a, a pretty fair assessment. This episode is brought to you by progressive insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast uh so let's move over to the defensive line again i don't think there's a lot in terms of guys that that are on the bubble trying to make the team i i, I guess you could argue robert beal jr um i think he needs to show some something in in camp in order to make the 53 man you know even as a as a sixth round pick you know he is a four or five guy off the edge i i think that he's going to have an impact this year um but he's going to have to prove that the the intriguing thing for me is actually along the interior and that's with javon kinlaw right so you've mm-hmm. got you've got your two starters in armstead and javon hargrave and and those guys probably aren't going to come off the field all that often Right. And so, yeah. uh, you know, Hargrave, I think, played something like 85 percent of the snaps for the Eagles last year. Just an absolute mm-hmm. dog in there. And Armstead, you know, Armstead has his injury issues. You know, he battled foot problems last year, uh, but is an absolute uh, key piece to that defensive line. But you've got Javon Kinlaw, you've got Kalia Davis, you've got T.Y. McGill and you've got Kevin Givens. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that they're going to keep all of them. And and I'll be perfectly honest, they're not. They already declined Kinlaw's fifth year option. I think Kinlaw has to play his way on 
to this roster. I don't think he just makes it because he was a first rounder. That's over. You know what I mean? He's got to show something. And so I think of all those guys, he's the one that absolutely has the most to prove. Yeah, I think I think you're right. And there is no larger indication of that than the Javon Hargrave signing because they identified that they essentially missed on that Kinlaw pick. That's them admitting that they missed on that pick, right? That's yeah, that's for sure. It looked like to me. So that being said, Javon Kinlaw, first of all, his number one step is to remain healthy. I think that's that's been the biggest thing in his career has been health and being able to be available. But at the same time, it's not just about health. It's about production too. So step one is, is make it through camp healthy. Step two is make it as tough as, as a, of a decision as possible on the coaching staff and the 49ers in terms of roster decisions and, and what's going to happen at the end of this with, because remember now they're cutting down straight to 53. There's no, there's no phased cut down anymore, right? Yeah. That was out the door last year. Yep. So you're seeing a lot of guys will be on the street come the end of week four preseason. And there's going to be a lot of talent. So there's no early indication of what's going to actually happen. And there's no way for these guys to find another team right away. Right. So I think that that's the other challenge that you have now is that if you have a position in need and you're, Previously, you were waiting for the, the cutdowns to happen and maybe pick up a body here or there. You don't have that luxury anymore. So who you have right now is basically who you're going to have going into the season at this point. And, and it's it's a nuanced, small thing, but it's actually a really big thing because you don't get the chance to have a look at other guys before week one. You have that just that one week in between week four preseason – or sorry, week three preseason and and week one as as they've cut down the, the, the preseason games to three now. So – I feel like uh, Julian Taylor was let go. I believe he he bid farewell to the 49ers, right? I believe this this past week. So there's mm-hmm. there's some space there on the defensive lines, some spots there that that could be had as far as depth goes. But I feel like for Javon Kinlaw, like this is it. This is if he yeah. doesn't make it through this camp with at least a backup role, there's there's no role for him on this team because they've turned into the number one defense in the league without him. And they've shown that they can get by fine without him. And that's really unfortunate because that's a, that's a first round pick that you invested in just a couple of years ago. And to be moving on already from that without any major production at all. I mean, that stings. That definitely stings. The IU pick basically saved that first round. Brandon IU did. So oh, for sure. For sure. That that is that is one of the picks. That and obviously the, the Trey Lance pick, which everyone wants to talk about at, at nauseum, which I'm sure that we will at this in this episode because what's what's Fort Anders training camp without a quarterback battle, right? <laughs> I mean, and, and, and to be perfectly honest, that's, that's probably the biggest battle is Trey Lance and uh, Sam Darnold and battling for, for QB two. Uh, but before we get there, let's continue on the defensive side here. And here's the thing that, that may, that may save Kinlaw in terms of, uh, in, in terms of whether he makes the roster or not. He's making $4.9 million this year. If they cut him, they get no cap relief. The dead cap is $4.9 million. So he may make it just because they'd rather pay him $4.9 million to try and do something than, you know, than, than pay him $4.9 million to go away. So, you know, he, he does have that. That's the advantage of being a first-round pick is right. you've, got, you've got him by the purse strings, if you will. Or as, as uh, my my uncle used to say the short hairs, but let's go ahead and look at linebacker. Cause I think this one is actually really interesting. So the 49ers lost Aziz Alshair. He went and signed with, with the Titans and 
his position is one that is the first to come off the field in sub packages, right? In sub packages, Al Shire left and, and it was just Warner and Greenlaw. And then uh, Shire was replaced by the nickel corner. And Ooh. Steve Wilkes plays a lot of nickel. Um, he loves yeah. to rush his nickel. Um, they signed Isaiah Oliver to play nickel. And so the interesting part is, is that third linebacker even a very important part of Steve Wilkes' defense? Um, the 49ers love to play base defense, especially on first down, and that is a 4-3, right? They have that third linebacker out there. But is that third linebacker all that important? And I don't know, but here's the thing that they did do is they drafted two uh, in this draft, right? They didn't, they drafted two. They didn't sign. I mean, I think they signed some un, undrafted free agents, but they drafted two guys. They drafted uh, D Winters in the sixth round, who to mm-hmm. me is like a Dre Greenlaw clone. And they drafted Jalen Graham out of uh, Purdue, who was uh, former, former GM Scott McLuhan, one of his favorite picks for the 49ers. He loves Jalen Graham out of Purdue. Big guy, 6'3", uh, 220. D Winters, Again, Dre Greenlaw is six foot two thirty. D Winters is five eleven two twenty seven. So, like I said, yeah. basically a, a clone and and just a sideline to sideline guy. But obviously, Fred Warner, Dre Greenlaw, they're making the squad, right? Oren Burks, I think, is going to make the squad. They signed him last year, uh, largely as a as as a, a special teams ace. But Burks actually got a lot of time, especially when there were injuries, and so. Again, I think Burks makes the team as well. So there's three. So then it comes down to really, I think there's two positions left. I think they typically carry five linebackers. Those fifth and sixth linebackers are largely special teams contributors. And in the the past three seasons, that's been Demetrius Flanagan Fouls. That's why he's made the team. He's been a special teams ace. But they've got D Winters now. They've got Jalen Graham. And they've also got undrafted free agent Marcelino McCrary Ball who they had last season as well that I think they're high on. And so I think Fowles has, has an actual battle to, to make a, to make this roster because like I said, out of uh, Flanagan Fowles, Winters, Graham and Marcelino McCurry ball. I think out of those four, they're only going to keep two of them because I think Burks, like I said, is that third linebacker. And so uh, it'll be interesting to see if he can do anything, especially with, with some defensive snaps, right? We know what he can do on special teams. So you, what you may find is that you're seeing more Winters, Graham, McCrary Ball, guys like that playing special teams in the preseason, trying to see what, what they can do. And you might see more fouls get more opportunities as a linebacker just to show that he can do it. And so I think he's battling for a roster spot. Uh, and arguably, I, I, think, I think he's probably going to lose. Um, because I think they're, uh, again, they don't, when they draft a player, even in the sixth, seventh round, they tend to give them all the opportunity to make the team. And so, you know, again, they drafted two guys, so, uh, that'll be interesting to see as well. Yeah. So my other thing that, that I was thinking about was with Steve Wilkes becoming the, the defensive coordinator, you're going to see some creativity as well. Not that the Mika Ryans wasn't creative, but they were just so good that they just, they just out-talented you, that the Niners did, right? That, that's kind of yeah. what they did. They didn't disguise a lot. They were very much like, hey, here it is. It's right in front of you, and 
you know, I dare you to beat us. Yeah. Could we see more Talon Olufunga in the box as that their linebacker? Possibly. On on certain downs, certain situations, right? It's 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 not it's not unfathomable. Could we see Isaiah Oliver play a, a, a hell of a lot more than than we had any slot corner play in the past? That's possible as well. Like Steve Wilkes, like you said, plays a lot. Mm-hmm. Likes to play a lot of nickel. But I think that when as far as the linebackers go, you're hoping for a lot of passing situations because your defensive line is dominating up front and for, forcing second and third and longs, right? That's that's what you're hoping for. So I think that they've identified that position and said that, well, that's a position that we're, we're willing to kind of concede on in a way in terms of bringing elite talent in. And and the reason why is because that that will probably be used scarcely when it comes to game. Yeah. game. So I think, yeah, Oren Burks, probably gets that gets that first crack at it if he struggles d winters i think would would probably get the second crack at it because mccrary ball and flanning at fouls also i love the fact that they're both hyphenated that's awesome <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, they they i i they should I, I feel like the niners are the only team in the league that has two two guys two hyphenated guys on the same defense i think that that's really cool i don't think anybody else has that um they also have Davis Price. They have TDP, Ty Davis Price. Yeah. They have another hyphenated guy. So I think that they probably lead the lead the league in hyphens, probably. So and, and technically I, Ray Ray McLeod. Yes. Ray Ray's technically hyphenated. Ray McLeod. That he is he is the hyphen in the first name. <laughs> we should we should have an all hyphen team, just just an episode dedicated to all hyphen team. But <laughs> that'd be interesting. That would that'd be cool. But I think that, yeah, I think what you're saying is is correct. Those out of those four guys. Uh, the rookies plus plus the hyphens, we'll call them. <laughs> Two of those guys make it, but I think that what's going to happen is that you'll probably have a mix of hyphens and rookies. I, I feel like, again, planning and fouls is is one of those guys where he may have to battle for a spot, but you'll see him end up on the practice squad, and you'll see him come up and down and as needed for special teams work or for for depth and things like that. Uh, the special teams unit is not one of the better ones in the league. So I feel like because of that, they may feel like it's it's interchangeable parts there and they want some fresh blood. So getting rookies yeah. in there is, is a good way of doing that and getting guys on cheap contracts is a good way of doing that because you have to minimize your your cap hit for next year when inevitably Kirk Cousins is your quarterback, right? And and you have <laughs> to make that signing, right? Because that's, that's where, yes. and, and we will talk about this as the season wears on and as we get towards the end of the season, hopefully with the Niners Super Bowl championship. But yes. that's one thing that I'm dying to discuss at some point. Not because I like Kirk Cousins, but because I'm 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 we all know Kyle by now and his his affinity for Kirk Cousins, right? We do. So we do. I'm just gonna call that. And I'm gonna call that the first day of <laughs> camp or the first week of camp in 2023, a year ahead of it, to say that Kirk Cousins will be a 49er next year. And it's irrelevant what Brock Purdy does this year because he has his eye on Kirk Cousins. I'm going to call that right now. I I a hundred percent am on board. I I think I think you I I agree with you. I am adding one caveat, and I've said this already. If the 49ers don't win the Super Bowl this year, Kirk Cousins is the quarterback next year. If 100%. they do, then 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 he's not. But um, yeah. so hey, tall order for Brock or Trey. Or Sam or Brandon, right? Whoever it is, uh, <laughs> tall order. 
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Last thing we wanted to look at uh, on the defensive side of the ball is in the secondary. Um, There are some interesting battles here, uh, mainly because there's some guys that have some fairly high draft pedigree that might be on the outside looking in. Uh, At the cornerback position, I'm looking specifically at you, Ambry Thomas. Um, You know, Thomas was drafted in the third round in 2021. And then ended up starting the last seven games uh, of 2021. And then the two playoff starts as well and played really well. And then for whatever reason, just fell off a cliff after that season and was passed up by Diamador Lenore, who seems to have locked down that that cornerback position opposite uh, Mooney Ward. And so you're looking at really uh, Mooney Ward, and Diamador Lenore locks. Uh, Isaiah Oliver locks. So there's three. Uh, really, you're looking for who are your other three. And and to me, one of those could be Miles Hartsfield, who is listed as a safety, but but is kind of a hybrid safety cornerback guy. Brought over from Carolina, knows Steve Wilkes, knows his system. That feels a little bit, I'm not going to call that a lock, but uh, I think he has an inside edge. And so, really, Ambry Thomas is, is battling with guys like uh, Daryl Luter Jr. and Sammy Womack for you know for a spot on this roster because he didn't show anything last year. And at this point, again, your third round your third round status isn't gonna isn't gonna do much for you, especially in a crowded room. Now, Luter, we know from our past episode is starting the, the starting camp on the, on the pup list. So that could, that could hurt his chances at which point that could help Ambry Thomas. But again, if you're talking about Ward, Lenore, Oliver, Womack. Yeah. And Hartsfield, there's your five, right? Um, They don't tend to carry six cornerbacks. And so, you know, like I said, Thomas could be on the outside looking in. So could Luter. Uh, if he's not able to get out there and compete because at safety, if you look at the 49ers roster right now, they actually have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven guys listed at safety, right? Safety, a, a, a position that typically has two starters and four uh, on the roster total. Uh, and those are Jair Brown, Tayshawn Gibson, Miles Hartfield, Miles Hartsfield, Taylor Hawkins, Talana Hufanga, George Odom, and Avery Young. And here's the thing. Um, You look at a theme for these safeties, and here's the theme. 
And we'll start with Jair Brown. 23, 25, 25, 23, 23. And then you've got Odom at 29 and Tayshawn Gibson at 32. Those are ages, right? Mm-hmm. Odom and Gibson are far and away the oldest of that group. Uh, I think Odom might be battling for uh, a roster position as well uh, because yeah. you've got Gibson and, and Jair Brown, right? And you've got Hufanga and you've got one room for one more. Now is that Miles Hartsfield and then you carry an extra corner or does Miles Hartsfield, you know, does he, does he take that fifth corner spot and then you can keep an Odom or uh, you can uh, go with a, a younger guy like a Hawkins. It'll be interesting to see. Um, I don't think that I, they signed Odom to a two-year deal. I think, I think they'll keep him. Um, but yeah, so I think those four will be Gibson, uh, Gibson, Hufunga, uh, Brown and Odom as your four safeties. And then I think Hartsfield, like I said, I think Hartsfield may take that fifth cornerback spot, but, but be more of a hybrid role. Yeah, I think I can see that. Uh, one guy that you can basically say that is a lock to make the team is Jair Brown. Right, like that. Oh, that's, certainly. That's certainly that was a, that was you know an early pick or early for this draft. An early their first pick. pick. Them, it was the first. Their pick, first. Pick. I don't. I don't. No. I don't think they're. I don't think they, something have to be would have to be catastrophically wrong for for them to to not put him on the roster. So he's making the roster. Gibson obviously makes the roster, but that's that's an expiring contract, right? So that's going to be a contract. Yeah, it's just a one year deal. And Gibson Gibson yeah. wasn't even sure he wanted to come back, and he came back because yeah. he wanted to play with Hufunga. He enjoyed it. I yeah. personally, I think Gibson will start the season. I think Brown is going to end it. To be perfectly yes. frank, I think, so. I think that's. I think within, I would say within the first eight games, you're going to see Brown overtake Gibson, uh, and 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 never look back. And then you've got you know the young guns in Talano Hufunga and Jair Brown. Manning the uh, the back end of of the of the defense for the 49ers. Really exciting. That I think that's that's gonna be an exciting backfield. So but yeah, yeah, man. And and the one thing we didn't we didn't touch on today, which you know what? I kind of don't want to touch it. on it. Tease it. I kind of want to tease it. Well, the one thing that I wanted to touch on today was was so for those of you who haven't noticed that uh, uh it's it's throwback week in the NFL, and yes. I'm a big uniform and jersey guy. I'm a huge uniform jersey guy. Like I own several jerseys of different ilks of the 49ers, different eras. And I, you know, I, I pay attention to things like piping and shadowing and like outlines and stuff like that and and logos and aesthetically pleasing things, right? Like I always have you could you could call yourself a uni nerd, if you will. I could. You I could call myself a uni <laughs> nerd, and you could put me on a uni watch list. No. We've got we've got a guest coming up that that I'm really excited about that is uh, an aficionado in this field, and I'll just yes. tease I'll just tease that, but I'll say this as well that the Niners have one of the cleanest sets of uniforms in the entire NFL. Like it's classic, the classic, throwbacks yeah. are fantastic. Their their current uniforms are a nod to the throwbacks. It's they're they're really really well done, and uh, you know they're one of the teams that one of the few teams that you can look at. They're they're actual stock uniform be like that that is a classic look that's a really good look it's iconic if you several, will. yeah yeah exactly so there's several other teams that released their uniforms this week the 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 eagles the well actually the eagles haven't released theirs yet the falcons the, the kelly the greens Buccaneers, 
The Cali Greens are coming out. They haven't re officially released them yet. Yeah. Um, the Cowboys. Uh, sorry, the, the the Bucks. The uh, Vikings released uh, a classic look as well. It was really nice. The Falcons released the Jerry Glanville era uniforms, uh, plus the red helmet as well. Um, there's the Bills that are hopefully releasing soon. The Patriots released Patriot Pat. Um, those uniforms, those nice. fantastic uniforms. So there's obviously the seattle seahawks as well right that that was yeah that was one of my favorites i hate we hate we seahawks. hate the seahawks but those right. jerseys are fire <laughs> so, so nice. yeah so i think you know uniforms and stuff it's an important part of fandom too right because it has a connection to yeah the team. for like sure we all remember the 49ers and, and how they looked when they won right like 94 they famously are the only team in the nfl in nfl history actually to wear like an actual throwback uniform in the super bowl and win um that aside that from little nice jersey. seven that that little nice 75 patch on the jersey yeah and it was cool like the, the little yeah. 75 patch like, when they went to the super bowl against the chiefs they had it was the 100th anniversary and they, they didn't really bring back any throwbacks for that year but no. um you know they had the, the, the small little 100 patch here i felt like it was it was kind of a disservice so i'm a big jersey patch guy as well yeah so we're going to discuss that and and hopefully a whole lot more with our with our special guest the next time so i'm just going to tease it at that and i'm super excited about that Yes, sir. And then, uh, as I said earlier, I am going to uh, open practice on Thursday. So uh, I believe we might be putting out uh, some content after that. And uh, Al has just got a super busy week this week, but he will be back. And uh, we will continue to uh, to talk these, these 49ers with their iconic red and gold jerseys. The saloon font is back as of last year. I appreciate that. Yep. Um, but... But yeah, uh, hey, training camp, it's here, guys. It's here. Actual football is starting. 49ers football is right around the corner, and I am hyped, and I hope you guys are too. Uh, but that's all we have for you guys today. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, for Zane and Al, I'm Brian, and we will talk to you guys next time. Peace. Later. Nine zero three. One zero three. Twenty four hundred Sports is an Odyssey company.